0: Positive. Never show any sign of weakness. Always go for the front. Buy low, sell high. Fear, that's the other guy's problem. Biz Talk Radio is proud to bring you Investor's Edge with Gary Koltbaum. Straight talk about you and your money. You can reach Gary now at 877-747-EDGE. That's 877-747-3343. Here is your host, Gary Koltbaum. And welcome once again to, to Investor's Edge. I'm Gary Kopp. I'm your host, Dave. Thanks for being with us today. Glad you're here, ladies and gentlemen. Happy that you are listening. It's uh, March 27th to the Wednesday. And we're still in the end of quarter window dressing, but you may not know it from the action in the market, which we'll get into in just a few minutes. I promise. Thanks for being with us today. This is a show about you and your buckos and all points in between. We will do the markets. And very simply, everything else affects it. You know, we tend to think that everything's like a little jigsaw puzzle now. We, got, we get to tie so many things to so many things, which equates into the markets. And it does matter. So we'll be covering a bunch of that today. But first, if you do not get to show in your city, go to GaryK.com. You can listen live or archive. We're live 6:06 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday. Also, at GaryK.com, you can follow me on Twitter. Just press the button. Go to Twitter at GaryCallPom. You can email me. Just be nice. Read our commentary and articles we post. You want to hear what we're doing? We'd like to hear what you're doing. Press the money management button. Press the subscribe button to get our notes direct to you. Email service convictionleaders.com right there for one month free. All at GaryK.com. Uh, we are pre-taping the show in the final hour. We will take you to the end of the day. Right now, the market wrap is brought to you by investment-models.com. That's Jim back, one of the great market timers. No gray areas with the man you're either in or out of the market with. in proprietary indicators. Go check it out. Investment-models.com. Dow's up 10. S&P down 7. NASDAQ 35. NASDAQ 33 to the downside. SOX down 20. But transport's up 114. Just a lot of jello moving all over the plate today. But I have lots to say, and I hope you listen. So that's the overall. But may I state we were down 200 earlier on the Dow, And may I state we were down 100 earlier on the NASDAQ. But... I still got some butts, And as I speak, it's 3.36 p.m., so we will be taken to the end of the show. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm so into the future and worried about the future and what the future is going to be like. And um, I really do want to run for office. But I really feel like at this juncture, and this is not a cop-out, I really feel I'd be wasting my time. Imagine if I want a seat in the house. Imagine if I went in front of the house and started speaking or I went on a TV show and said these words. Our federal government's going to spend $4.4 trillion this year, but we're only going to send them $3.4 trillion. We're spending a trillion dollars more than we're supposed to be. Imagine if I said something as logical as that and how I'd be blasted. Imagine if I said, you know, we are here today because we need to look at Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And why? Because the people before us set it up and did not do anything about the changing demographics. And the fact is, if we do not do anything, they're just going to eventually explode, so somebody's got to get out in front of this. Imagine how I would be treated, by the way, by both parties. Imagine if I went out there and said... You know, we have some people that have been in politics for 40 years here that keep being reelected, and these are the people that brought us the $22 trillion of debt. We need to start the changeover and we need term limits. Imagine if I said something as logical as that. What do you think would happen to me? I'd be excommunicated by my own party and they'd be laughing at me on TV. Just logical stuff. Imagine if I said, "Why are we making marijuana legal, but want to tax soda because we think soda's bad? So we think marijuana is good, but soda's bad, Wh- which is it? Imagine if I said that. So I feel like if I came out with any of these logical thought processes in the house or on TV, They'd blast me away. They'd blast me. Imagine if I just said the words, we've got to cut federal spending. It's out of hand. We're going to go bankrupt. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? So, I I just don't know. Because, unfortunately, the playing field has gotten so unlevel to the point where power is so solidified in their hands. What can anybody do? Especially coming from my my thought process. Now, if you're Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you can come out with the stupidest, moronic, imbecilic, doofus-like stuff and be called a phenom on the cover of Time Magazine, and get millions of people following you on social networks. They have you on as the first guest on all the late night TV, kissing your butt like you're some sort of genius. But if I came out and said we can never get rid of air travel, destroy the economy, what do you think they'd say to me? How do you think they'd talk to me? Thus, I wonder if I decided to run whether I could get through. And we're talking both parties again. These are the things I've been thinking about, and we'll get into the markets in a few minutes today, because I've been watching a couple of things today that, again, have me scratching my head. One is the moronic, imbecilic doofusness of the media. And two, the choices that are made by both parties. I bring this up because anybody heard of Stacey Abrams? She ran for governor in Georgia and she lost. Yet she's on TV and the hosts of these morning shows are looking at her with goo-goo eyes about running for president. And I'm thinking to myself, what? She just lost the governorship of a state. And all she's been doing for the last few months is claiming she was screwed, that the election was rigged. But they've given her Google eyes based on nothing. Oh, that's right. She's on that side of the aisle. And she wants to raise your taxes and climate change and you need to be taxed for that. And you need a wealth tax and you need a VAT tax and you need a carbon tax. And this, that, and the other thing... But me, if I went on that show, the fangs would come out. Just for saying we need to balance the budget, we need to have more efficient and effective government, and we need to unleash the people instead of the blob of government. Imagine how they would talk to me. If you have a chance, I believe it was on CBS, the Good Morning Show, they had her on and go watch this interview. I thought they were interviewing the second coming. Or Mother Teresa Reborn. Just a woman that lost the governor election and has whined and complained about it ever since. That's all. Up next, what about the others? And then full market wrap because I do have some things to say. I hope you're listening. I'm Gary. This is The One Only Investors Edge. to switch on the integrator units and get the brain cells working. You're listening to... Hey, this promises to be fun. Investor's Edge. The last bastion of quality programming. With Gary Kompom. It doesn't get better than this. And <laughs> hey, welcome once again to Investor's Edge. So, on the one end also, you got this thing going on in Chicago. And look, you know, when people think they're omnipotent, they'll just be corrupt in plain sight. You understand that, right? Uh, Just sheer corruption. In plain sight to the point where their own buddies had to rip them with this case. Government. And then you got the other side. The Republican side. And I got to mention something to you about how moronic and imbecilic and doofus-like they are. And I'm going to guess some of you are not going to agree with this, but bear with me. I have always said to you, the one thing we need to do for the future is really take care of our kids. Educate them. Teach them leadership. Those in need, let's help them out. Those born into bad circumstances, got to take a step forward for them. Thus, I got involved big time with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Florida. And whenever I have somebody that I know involved, I'll get... My buddy John Layfield, who used to wrestle for the WWE... He's very much involved with kids. The rugby in Bermuda. He's now into what's going on in Malawi uh, and, and trying to help there. So I donated. I'm going to be asking him soon to take uh, go on his next trip with him. Special Olympics. Man, oh man. So the education secretary, Betsy DeVos. Now I want to put this out to you. She's a billionaire. I don't know if you can fathom what a billion dollars is, but it's a lot of cake. It's a lot of cake. And she became Secretary of Education. I believe um, she gave a lot of money. A lot of money. She's married to Dick DeVos, the former CEO of Amway. She married at the billions. And Richard DeVos here in Orlando, I think he just passed away, owned the magic, and um, great man now i don't think it's exactly her choice it's the administration's but i want to let you know they want to cut 10 percent out of the education department in the coming year which is about seven billion dollars so obviously there's like 70 billion total and again i don't want to get into the whole. i want to get into the minutiae here of that seven billion she wants to cut, or they want to cut, $17.6 million of federal funding for the Special Olympics. Now, what kind of moronic marketing of a political party is that? What kind of imbecilic doofusness and then say, well, you know, we have the tough, choic- tough choices? You just added a quarter trillion dollars a year to federal spending. You couldn't figure out seventeen million. So I wonder on a daily basis just who the hell is running the show? And the priorities by all. And she was just lambasted on the hill and she's answering questions. And I'm like, girl. So I'm just watching both sides, just crumbling, while today again three billion was added to our debt. 1.5 billion of our tax dollars today went towards interest. Every day, 1.5 billion of our tax dollars goes towards interest on the $22 trillion of debt they all created. Yet they keep telling us what they're going to do for us. And I must tell you, I don't the, – the, uh, you know they talk the words lesser evils? I think that's being nice. So we'll see how it goes and – it's just on a daily basis, I just watch this and I'm thinking, man, I need to run this country. I'm, I'm just a logical guy. I'm, I'm just logical. Oh, this isn't working? Fix it. Oh, this program's broke? Let's change it. Oh, this congressman paid out $8 bucks for sexual harassment in the last 10 years? Let's fire his arse. You do know there's been millions of dollars, our taxpayer dollars, paid out for sexual harassment by politicians in Washington, D.C. that have not been disclosed. And they will not disclose, yet they work for us. Anyway, you see where I'm coming from here. Just a lot of frustration watching these things on a daily basis occurring. Daily. And I really want to run. I was thinking to myself today, man, you know, Florida's tough because it's kind of covered – but there's got to be a place in Montana or something I can move to for a couple of years and run. That's what they do. And at least get my voice out there. Because i got to tell you, they're all so in the tank and so full of crap and so neck deep in lobbyists. All of them. Even the newbies. Thanks for bearing with me. Uh, I did mention the market wrap already. We are pre-taping the show in the final hour. It's 3.53 as I speak, so we'll take you into the close. Dow down 18 was down 200. S&P down 11. NASDAQ down 44. NASDAQ 100 down 40 was down 100. But yeah, some things going on that may or may not be a problem as we move forward. Also, Boeing announced that they have some software to have a fix, but they're on Capitol Hill getting drilled. Now we can add to my woes for Boeing. There's now serious investigations about the way things are approved. That's on top of costs and litigation and lawsuits and time and cancellations and all that stuff. Up next, full-on market. And whatever else, I'm Gary. This is The one to Investors at to. America is talking. Investors Edge. You gotta be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. With Gary Kullbaum. I'm Highly recommended. You're gonna feel better if you talk to. Him. And welcome again to Investors Edge. I'm Gary Kulpam, your host. By the way, I don't just really want to run for the house. I want to run for president. I would have done a much better job than Donald Trump. I would have done a much better job than Barack Obama. I had done a much better job than George Bush. Seriously. Tell me. How good was George Bush with Iraq? How good was a Barack Obama with the economy? Don't get me started on Trump and... I can lower taxes. Easily. Anyway. Interesting how I'm talking to myself on radio. Yeah. It's uh, 356, Dow is now 47, dropped off a little bit, NASDAQ 52, NASDAQ 148. I just want to mention, yeah, we've come back in the market, but very rough day in technology, though off the lows, and needs to be watched. The technology stocks matter. Just seeing some good bludgeoning in software names, uh, and what I would call things that were leading. uh, You know when I say to you something like, oh, the stock did this in the last three weeks, and it gave it all back today? You know some of that going on in technology land. We'll see, and and we're still and we're end of quarter. By the way, we're supposed to be good here. Now strength today. All the transport stocks are up today. That's number one. Up eighty eight. Housing is up today. Lenar had uh, earnings, which were down thirty percent, thirty three percent to be exact. But I guess that's good. So it's up. Uh, retail, bunch of green on my screen. Especially like uh, Dollar Trade. The dollar stores are strong. But everything else is pretty much red on my screens. Energy, red. Medical, red. Biotech, red. Financials, red. Semiconductors, red. Marijuana, breaking down. Sorry, you guys buying marijuana stocks. I had two cold calls yesterday. Uh, one to buy ACB. It's down 4% today. And another one to buy some Canadian guy, which I don't really follow. So a little bit of ickiness today. I'm more interested in technology. Market cannot afford to lose technology stocks in a big way here. The good news is it was down 100. It's only down 52 right now in the NASDAQ. The bad news is it's down 52. I stopped out of some gains. I stopped out of a couple of little losses. I freely tell you that. Tomorrow and Friday, the last two days of the quarter, typically they can be good. I don't know. There's just a, It's a lot of mushy action right now, a lot of jello moving on the plate, and yields on the 10-year. 2.374 on the 10-year yield. 2.821 on the 30-year. Months ago, the 10-year was three and a quarter. Now, again, we've discussed this ad nauseum, what it could possibly mean. Well, fundamentally, mortgage rates are coming down. Cost of capital is coming down. Cost of loans is coming down. should be good. Telegraphing-wise, you know, a lot of economic numbers coming out are somewhat uh, on the suspect side. So again, something to be watched very, very closely. And as I look through my screen, a lot of growth names today. Five, six, seven, eight, nine on the downside. A few past leaders just yanked. And you know what yanked means, right? It's not a good word. So we're watching. It may mean nothing. And as I look at the finish of the Dow today, a couple things stick out. Number one, came down to the 50-day average just about, held, bounced. That sticks out for me. S&P remains stronger. Remember, the Dow's getting uh, no help from Boeing, which is down about 500 Dow points. Yeah, I'll call it about 500. 400 to 500, how's that? And everything else in pullback mode. Just some ickiness. I'll know a lot more tonight. And by the way, the market just closed. Finished with the Dow down 32, S&P down 13, NASDAQ 48, NASDAQ 142, SOX 20, transports 90, though I think the transports are up like a 130 at one time. The transports have been on the weaker side versus everything else. The Russell 2000, mid-cap 400 on the weaker side versus everything else. But not fatal. Foreign markets now, Brazil's topped out badly. Just throwing that out to you. Russia may have topped out here. Emerging markets may have topped out. Uh, The China FXI little top out here. Doesn't look that bad, but still... So a little bit of eh. In order of worry, financials slash interest rates. In order. That's the way I'm looking at it. In order. Semiconductors, all important. Had a little breakout uh, about seven days ago. Is already getting it all back in a little bit more. Don't want to see that. Rough day. Remember what I told you? And I don't do it often. There's some fundamentalists that I follow very closely in technology. Not a ton of them. Enough. All very bearish fundamentally on these semiconductors and saying they have no clue why these things keep going up. So you're down about 4-5% or in the last four days. We'll see if, if more comes of that. Because if the semis give way... That could be a problem. You don't want the semis to give way and the financials. Now, I'd love to tell you about leaders. They came after them today, except Chipotle, another good day. Boy, they're liking burritos. Ulta Salon. And that's about it. Pretty much they came after everything else. So stay tuned. By the way, I got asked about what I think about Mueller and all that, and whether they should release everything. Every freaking word. I gather that's going to happen. But they first have to redact some security stuff. Up next on the edge. Is that and the other thing? Thanks for being here. I'm Gary. This is the one that we investing Listening to... One, two, ready, go! Investors Edge with Gary Kuppa. And welcome once again to Investors Edge. Um, your questions we've done some of that in the last whatever and there's some questions you guys ask usually i uh, answer over email but i thought i some appropriate i'm always getting asked about insider buying and insider selling so let me do a little dissertation on it it does it's not as big now as it used to be but in the past quite often we would be able to come on this show and say so-and-so bought a hundred million bucks of his own stock at this price that's a lot of money and should be watched and of course that's Wynn's resort Steve Wynn a few years back went in and bought a hundred million bucks of his own stock. It was back in 15 and he bought it I think around 50 55 60 went up a little then went back to 50 55 dollars and he bought so he bought like 50 million then he bought another 50 million 100 million. that stock went from 50 60 bucks up to uh, 200 dollars by June of 2018. Now, just because insiders buy their own stock doesn't mean the stock's going up, but it sure gives you an idea. Whoa, 100 million bucks? We just don't see it happening very often anymore. And maybe it's because of options, I don't know. But when we do see it, we let you know. And basically, in no particular order, what we look for is size 100 million bucks, that's size. If a guy's worth three billion, and he buys a thousand shares at 37 bucks. That's not insider buying to me. So if we see a CEO buying a ton of stock, discloses it legally. This is legal, not illegal. We make note of it. If we see a CEO, a CFO, CPO, CIO, directors, seven, eight people out of nowhere all spend. Let's say a quarter million up to a few million bucks each. We make note of it. That's a bunch of people at that company. Haven't seen really much of that, but we used to. Many years ago, we would come on this show and say, Jesus, Comp USA. Nine insiders bought. Now we watch the stock go up fivefold. Then we look for averaging up. Normally, insiders are buying because their stock got hit. The value play. But every now and then, we'll find some insiders buying a stock at 50, after it dropped. That goes to 65. They're up 30%. And they buy more. Get my point? And then at 80, they buy more. First off, the stock is firming up and probably looks darn good and acting well, but they're averaging up. What else? What if there's four, ten companies in a sector and six of them have insiders buying? I want to know what's going on in that sector. Just logic. So those are the things we're always looking for. Just not getting a lot of it right now. The last big ones were Winds Resorts, uh, Netflix. Somebody, uh, big big size in Netflix back in the, uh, I think it was 16. At 100, I went up to 400. Now on the sell side, it's it's different. There's really one or two things that really stick out, because we I, I can just tell you flat out, Facebook they're always selling stock, Netflix they're always selling stock, day in and day out they're selling stock. But what gets us worried? Ah, eh, stock goes from 100 down to 80, and they're selling stock. Drops to 70. Oh, and they're selling stock goes to sixth. oh, and they're selling stock. That's the averaging down on their sales instead of finding value. So those are the things that basically stick out. And then you have the other little things, just the human nature stuff. Uh, If a CEO buys some stock and it really isn't that much, or maybe it's almost a decent amount, and then they put out a big announcement on it, I'm not going to give it much credence. You get the point, right? Seems like they're trying to move their stock up. And of course, if insiders buy on breakouts, after gaps to the upside on earnings, wow. Again, just haven't seen a lot of it. We used to. We used to see a bunch of this. And hoping in the years ahead, maybe we'll find some. And we will. It just it looks like because of whatever goes on with stock options whatever, more few and far between and there are plenty of free websites that you can look it up to have a great evening drive carefully Gary for president and when you get home do like we do simple procedure make sure you hug your children in night all this clean edit of investors edge created by Stu Lander follow me at twitter.com s-t-o-o-l-a-n-d-e-r